Welcome to the Millennial Parents Podcast, where we discuss everything about parenthood and adulthood from the perspective of millennials. We are your hosts, Lizette and Damien, creators of Millennial Parents, and it is our mission to highlight the real and raw ups and downs of our journey. It is important to note we are two average millennial parents who are simply faking it till we make it. Therefore, we will not be providing medical advice. Everything we share is based on our learning experience. As always, seek your medical provider first. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. This will help build our community of millennial parents. Please follow us on Instagram at Millennial Rents and visit our website for exclusive content. And thanks for tuning in to Millennial Rents Podcast. This is episode two of season two, and we are two weeks behind on recordings because, hey, let's face it, life with a newborn is time consuming and a little difficult sometimes. Um, Maya is actually five weeks old now, so we're going to be catching y'all up on that. Uh, we'll also be sharing our tidbits on what has worked, what has not worked, our favorite items from our registry. And Lizette will also be sharing her experience with recovery from delivery. Um, so thanks again for tuning in and let's just jump right into this. All right. So, yeah, time has gotten away from us a bit and we're about two weeks behind but no worries at all. We're going to catch you guys up on everything week by week, starting with week one. Was that what you got for us? First of all, I can't believe we have a five week old already. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. It's amazing. She She's growing literally so fast. And, and like every parent says that it's like a blink of an eye and she's already about to go to college. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, but no, yeah, it's it's been great. And, and life life is is been going fast, you know, um, Maya's been changing so much. She's at the point where she's like laughing and smiling a good bit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's not jump, let's not jump to week five things yet. Let's go ahead and talk about week one. What, 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 what do you remember and what, what will be staples to your week one with a baby, Lizette? Well, we were able to finally take Maya home after she was two days old. We stayed in the yeah. hospital for two days. So she came home when she was two days old. And um, I will tell you that first ride home from the hospital is a little bit <laughs> a little bit stressful because you never drove with a baby in the back seat of your yeah. car. My my favorite picture that we've taken of Maya fragile. so far is actually is actually the car ride home. I have like the cutest picture in the world, which I'll post it on our on our website so you guys can see it. Yeah, and like putting her in the car seat for the first time, making sure that she's in there was really interesting. And then even trying to see if she would even like the car seat. Cause which she loves, thank God. She does. She likes it now. Um, she had a little rocky start, but now she likes it. She falls asleep yeah. in there. It's really... She just hates when the car stops. If the yeah. car stops, then then Maya will let you know. Yeah, <laughs> but um, those first few nights, 
at home were such a stark difference. Seriously. Than when we were at the hospital for yeah. Maya. Her first few nights at home were like easy money, easy work. Um, we found some like techniques and, and we could, you know, we could put her down easily. And she was, she was just a angel compared to the first two nights in the hospital where I feel like Maya had me and me and Lizette both like rethinking like this whole parenting thing. And like, if we like jump the gun on this and all, but I would say, I would say now, or I would say when we got her home, you know, she definitely calmed down and was, was glad to be with us at that point mm-hmm. definitely and um i will say that it's kind of scary when they're like when you're checking out of the hospital and they give you just you know like here's your discharge papers right. this is what to look for call 911 if you see your baby's blue or whatever right. They don't really, I mean, what can you expect them to do? I was going to say, that's actually even putting it kind of nice. I feel like it was more like, all right, here you go. (laughs) Figure it out, you know? (laughs) Which, realistically, yeah, we're supposed to figure it out. But it's just like, whoa, this is crazy that, yeah, you know? And I think I had such a great support team to where, like, my mom was there all the time when we were recovering from the hospital. So when we finally made it home, it was the first time that Damien and I had like Maya to ourselves and it was just us. And I think that was something that was really special, but also like, wow, this is, this is our life. Like, yeah, this is it. This is it now. This is us now. (laughs) (laughs) We have a baby now. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, it, I definitely had some like crying moments to myself with Maya that first week um, when I was like nursing her by myself in the middle of the night, just like totally uh, on cloud nine, realizing that, you know, this is my baby in my arms and she's home and um, just so happy to make it home safely and with her and so we've had those special kind of moments those first moments in that first week i think were super special just being alone with her and no nurses popping in no one's you know interrupting anything it's just you taking a look at her while she's you know her eyes are closed and it was just i think it was very peaceful that first week was very peaceful when we were home. <laughs> but of course we had a busy schedule that week too. So it was yeah, kind of which which we had a lot going on that week. It was um my parents, my well, my mom, my sister, and my sister's baby Phoenix came into town to meet Maya. So um so it was like us juggling a lot, you know, also Rossi's first time meeting Maya, things like that. It it all happened in this first week. It was it was us juggling it all while also, you know, trying to rest, recover, and and then also trying to be parents for the first time. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like we had a little baby, and and she was expecting expecting us to be parents. Yeah. And um and I think we did, I feel like we did a good job juggling it all and everything like that. But it was definitely like kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. life just happened so fast that first week, you know? Yeah. And we really couldn't follow the advice of sleep when she sleeps because, you know, we had yeah. stuff to do during the day a lot that week. So that was really hard 
for me, at least, especially since I was freshly recovering from a vaginal delivery too, and just like not really sleeping. I wouldn't say that sleep was hard for me. A lot of parents say that they can't go to sleep because they're so paranoid. You know, I don't think I felt that I like, did you Damien? I don't feel like I, I I mean, I, I kind of understand what people say. Like even to this day, like I, I, I like any noise or anything that happens while I'm sleeping. It, it, it makes me like this, like crazy startling, like wake up and it's like scary. And it's like a lot. And then I like look around and I'm just like, Oh, everything's fine. Like, I, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I kind of do, I, I, I didn't have trouble sleeping because like, I feel like you, like you said at that point we were already, you know, having such busy days and stuff like that. By the time we did get to, you know, lay our heads down, you know, my body was ready to kind of, you know, shut down or whatnot. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I'm a light sleeper anyways. And I would say this was definitely a time in my life that I was definitely the heaviest sleeping, mm-hmm. but like, um, like I said, any any kind of like subtle movements or things like that would like jolt me up like, whoa, what's going on? Is my okay? You know? And then um and then I would look and she would just be, you know, her 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 little self, you know, sleeping in and like we said, she didn't really cry much at nights and stuff like that around that time. You know, we obviously she cried when she was when she was hungry and stuff like that. But we also I wanna say Lizette was pretty good about um you know, keeping her keeping her fed and stuff like that. I know that that first couple of weeks we didn't have a really good routine yet, um, and we also, you know, we didn't have the, we didn't plan to have her on a bottle for a little while or whatever either. So yeah, I think at that time was that was starting to feel like, oh, this is gonna be a lot. This is gonna be very mm-hmm. tiring and very exhausting or whatever. But she yeah. was definitely a trooper through it all for sure. Breastfeeding is yeah, that was an adventure. That was an adventure challenge. Yeah. It's- very and you know that was one of my biggest biggest goals um and we'll talk a little bit later about how things have changed but um yeah being a mom and being the sole provider for her food (laughs) while having to sleep while having to take care of yourself recover remembering to eat remembering to drink like it was it was just a lot and you know she's a growing baby um yes her stomach is small but i mean she wanted to be on the boob all the time and it just felt like if you weren't sleeping then you were feeding and so it was hard to kind of balance and i mean that goes on all the way up until now but i'm the breastfeeding part was a very, very, is still a very challenging time for me. And, um, for me, I had, we had like latch issues. We had to use a nipple shield. Like I said, we had to supplement in the hospital. Um, and we had to continue to supplement too, like up until week three, because I just wasn't producing enough Mm -hmm. for her. And, um, so we kind of did some combo feeding. Yeah. Which the supplementing, the supplementing was like a really cool, interesting invention. Whoever came up with that is very simple, but very smart. <laughs> oh, you're talking about through the nipple shield. Yeah, through the nipple yeah. shields. <laughs> yeah. When she wasn't taking the bottle, we didn't introduce the bottle till week three. But um, when she wasn't taking the bottle, we were supplementing. It's called an SNS. So for moms who really want to 
breastfeed their babies but aren't producing milk in the hospital really try to if they don't um introduce something called an sns to you um make sure you ask about it because it's really cool because it's something that it's like this little tube that mm-hmm. goes through the a little tube with the string kind of uh like a almost like a really thin it's straw a, it's like a really thin fish line type yeah of thing. yeah <laughs> and it goes through the nipple shield so that She's still feeding from your nipple, but it's formula. And then your colostrum is also mixing with the formula at the same time. So, like, your your nipples are still getting stimulated, so it's telling your body to pump milk. But she's still getting enough to eat, even though it's formula. But that's what really – that was really helpful. And I all, – through all my research, I didn't even know about that. So, that was something that was – I was very happy to – have the lactation cult consultant um, suggest that and have yeah. me try that. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so that was like our first our first week with our family was as a family didn't really sink in until week two because we finally had an empty nest and like mm-hmm. it was just us three, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and also I mean uh, we didn't talk much about it. I know I said it a little bit, but like. With Rossi meeting Maya and everything like that, we already knew, you know, Rossi would handle it well, and he'd be. Rossi's our dog, by the way. For for all you who didn't know that, um, I don't know. Do we have any pictures of Rossi up on our on our website? Not the website, but on. Oh, we do, we do, we do. Mm. With um, with our with Maya's um, ultrasound pictures. Mm. So yeah, yeah. So Rossi. He, he he did exactly like we expected. He was his old, his same he's old. He's a mean pit bull, y'all. <laughs> he's vicious. <laughs> Not at all. He's the same old, simple, you know, just old man. And and he was very very relaxed around her, very calm around her um, until and, she cried really loudly. But now she's gotten he's gotten used to her sound. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, so he's been great, and that was that was like. We were so we were so lucky we have him because it was just so easy to introduce them. And um, Rossi is like you know he has really bad anxiety problems and things like that too. So we didn't want him away from us at, as long as he was. We we since we messed up and you know trying to guess Maya's uh, delivery or her you know when she would come, we kind of had Rossi with Lizette's parents for a long long time, a lot longer than we wanted. Um, so we definitely wanted to get him back home as soon as possible. So it was just a relief that, you know, he, he reacted at like he did and, and everything was, you know, fine. And we were, we were a family, family of, of four that quick, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, and now he's a, he's the best big brother now, he, you know, if she cries, he like, will wait at her bassinet and whimper until we get her. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have d- double babies crying until mm-hmm. we get Maya, um and um he actually he was barking a lot before Maya was born um and now he 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 stopped you know what I mean he's not he's not barking as much as he was and that's good too so um so touche to Rossi for stepping up and being a big awesome big brother and everything like that mm-hmm. um and then now so like we were saying my family came in town and that's actually the first time my family or my mom and my sister well not my sister my mom met Lizette's parents excuse me 
Um, mm-hmm. And that actually went really, really well. It was so much fun. Like they, I think they all hit it off really well. I think my mom and Lizette's mom are going to be like the new best friends and like, you know, awesome grandma and grandma tandem. So mm-hmm. um, we had a great dinner um, and it was fun. It was just, it was, it was really, really beautiful. And I'm so happy that everybody like got along and everybody, you know, I don't know. It was great. I'm, it was just everything I could, I could imagine. And, and it turned out so well. So. Yeah, Maya got to meet her two grandmas, so that was that was really nice. That was a special moment too. Right. Um, yeah. So um, also, we were. I was supposed to mention our first dirty diaper change. <laughs> I remember my first dirty diaper change. Lizette's mom actually helped me with it, and um, and I told her I was like, I don't want you to do anything. I want you to just tell me, just talk me through it, talk me through it. And um, as we were going through it, Maya. Like I didn't, I didn't hold her her feet up well, and Maya <laughs> dropped her foot right into poop, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I'm the worst dad ever." Um, but after that, I think I got a real quick. And it's that of it. black, sticky meconium <laughs> poop too, so it's hard to get off. Yeah, so but... she was in there kicking mud up at me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Damien has been a pro at changing diapers. Yeah, it's been fun. So you learn pretty quick because man she goes through diapers like no other and she i'm did. already thinking about our carbon footprint like yeah. jesus this is so horrible so hopefully we can try cloth diapering Soon, once yeah. we get the courage but yeah she man the amount of diapers that they go through a day and a week it's just ridiculous yeah. it's crazy she's had some crazy explosions so far too maybe we'll talk about in yeah. the later weeks <laughs> and stuff like that but we've had our a, a good share of experiences with some explosions and some um mm-hmm. you know right when you get her changed or right when you put the new diaper underneath she starts <laughs> going again and you're like oh no you know so you gotta start over that whole process or whatever yeah um but I haven't gotten I haven't gotten exploded on Lizette. Lizette has been the one that's gotten exploded on. So that's because uh, she loves me. My time my time is gonna come, I'm sure. But <laughs> I've been dodging that bullet. <laughs> yeah. So week two. Was week two was pretty, pretty my eventful favorite though, week. Right? Uh, your favorite week? Okay. Yeah, cool. Cool. Because yeah. I was able to rest <laughs> and finally recover and like. Actually, so I will say week one, I was in a lot of pain. I forgot to talk about like recovery for myself. Um, so recovering from a vaginal delivery is, is, is still pretty, it's, it's challenging. And it's, um, I was in a lot of pain. I had to take my ibuprofen that they prescribed for me. I was definitely bleeding a lot. Um, and, moms mommy to be's first time moms or if you've never had a vaginal delivery and you're a cesarean mom that wants to do a vaginal delivery next this is a tip for you ice packs and i they told me this but it's for real ice packs down there are your very best friend and that sounds brutal to me <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about like i remember i used to have to take ice baths for football and basketball and no stuff, it's and... not like that <laughs> literally they make ice packs oh yeah yeah you're talking about the design is the frida yeah. yeah yeah um they give you a bunch in the hospital so if if you don't have um if you don't buy like the freedom mom post recovery vag kit which i highly recommend yeah, but that thing is pretty fancy pretty pretty 
pretty cool technology and and uh, and and it I feel like that was a, a whoever came up with that too is very mm-hmm. brilliant and, and we're thankful for that. So you guys definitely check that out. Yeah, and if not, just steal a whole bunch of stuff from the hospital, especially the ice packs and the diapers. So you there's a there's a mommy diaper. You I had to have a mommy diaper which consisted of an ice pack down there and some witch hazel foam. This is all to just keep things nice and cool down there because you're super, super swollen. And um, and another pad, obviously, for the bleeding. So it was like a huge. Yeah, like a, gra- <laughs> like a granny panty with a diaper on it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it was still sexy, though. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't at all. <laughs> the nurses were very nice. Sorry, Maya. Did your daddy's, your daddy's laugh wake you up? Um, the nurses were very helpful on showing me how to create my mommy diaper. So, um, I will say I forgot to mention that first week as a mom going back home was really scary as far as my recovery. Cause I was bleeding a lot. I like when I had to pee, you don't want to wipe. You just like dad, it's just the whole thing down there is very like, you, I mean, obviously, I don't have to explain. You can imagine what I went through. So, like, imagine just going to the bathroom after all of that stuff has happened. And I did tear, so I did have some stitching down there. So, it was just, like, it was scary. it yeah. was very scary to be. The bathroom trips were kind of scary. But um, the recovery went pretty well. And so, by week two, I was finally able to rest and I could t- definitely tell the difference with my body when I was finally able to rest and just, you know, lay low for a little. But, um, yeah, so. I think week two is when we kind of got a better a better little, like, plan for how we would handle things, kind of. But at that point, she wasn't, she still wasn't on a bottle yet, right? No. No. Yeah, and I so. was still, I mean, I don't know how many times I cried breastfeeding. <laughs> just because it was so exhausting painful too right it was very painful for me that's when my nipples were starting to blister like it hurt really bad and that was even with a nipple shield so um i had to you know invest in some nipple cream some lanolin cream that was very helpful. I put some coconut oil on there. But still, every time it was time for feeding, which felt like every minute, um, really it was good. it was very I was very anxious. Every time she would have to latch on, I would it would it would break give me like the heebie jeebies because I knew it was going to hurt. Um so not easy, not at all. Um yeah. It was definitely a tough, a tough week. I could see it in her face and I could hear it. And and at that point by week two, my milk had came in. So we were no longer supplementing and she was just strictly on my boob for feeding. So um, there was no longer like the shorter feedings. It was really long, like 30 to 40 minutes that she would be on there. And it was just exhausting. Yeah. Um, so it didn't get any easier that week, but 
Week two is when her umbilical cord came yeah. on. Yeah, and that was that to me. That was actually like pretty su- surprising because I thought it kind of happened fast. I don't know if it normally happens. Is that when? Yeah, that was no? pretty okay. normal. She well, was nine days old. Yeah, so it, to me, I thought it was really really fast. So I was like, oh wow, you know. But um, that was a good sign because then that would allow us to give her her first bath. Yeah, and we. And she absolutely she loved loves it. it. And she still loves it to this day. She thinks she's in a little jacuzzi. <laughs> she loves her ba- her uh, bathtub. Shout out Kyle for, for getting us yeah. that from the registry. She loves her bath. She kind of just kicks it back like she's in a jacuzzi, puts her <laughs> arms on the side, and then just is like, mommy, daddy, rub me down. Yeah. So she... it's a good life for her, I, I, I would say. It but looks she... like it. But she, she was so relaxed that she actually pooped in her towel she did. after. <laughs> she did, right after. So She pooped right in her. So parents, if you're planning on giving baths, make sure they poop right before. The best time to give a bath is right after they poop. Yeah. But um, that's like another reason why time is like not always on your side. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think you're handling things in a timely fashion and then boom, you got to redo everything over. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many times we've like planned to leave the house and then all of a sudden she's pooped or she's wanting to eat again or something like that. And we've had to push back. And for me, I'm always wanting to be like on time or I always want to, you know, leave at a certain time. So, yeah, that definitely was an adjustment. Yeah, timing has been so frustrating for me with 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 the baby but we again we're still new and we're still figuring out how much how how early we have to start getting things ready to be on time and i would say that we haven't done anything on time since we had maya so right <laughs> and we've been giving ourselves an hour yeah so before. maybe we gotta push it to an hour and 30 minutes i don't know or maybe we'll get more efficient with it i don't know how that works we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out and we'll let y'all know um yeah but week two i was finally able to sleep when she slept during the day which was nice and um, Damien would kind of, you know, take over the night shift or whatever. Um, I would pump bottles for her. Oh, no, that was week three. But, yeah, so still waking up in the middle of the night to right. feed her um, when she was solely on the breast was difficult because even though, like, I was tired, I had to get up. Damien couldn't feed her because he doesn't have boobs. So it was hard for me um, to be the only provider. But I mean, the majority of the time I was up with her, though. It wasn't like I was. Well, just yeah, crashing. but still, like, <laughs> I wish I could, you could just be up with her and I could fall asleep. Right. But that just wasn't the case, which led us to decide to introduce the bottle at week right, three. Right. Which, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think that was, I think it's the best, it was the best idea for us just because. I didn't want I didn't want Lizette to be to be feeling like exhausted and and you know I I wanted I wanted some way that you know she could get her rest and it, it could be kind of a little bit more fair and stuff like that. So around week three is when we kind of came up with a better plan on how we could handle things or whatever. Lizette would usually stay up with her till like t- what twelve is when she kind of was done and downish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then by, by like 10 o'clock, I would go to sleep and then Lizette would stay up a little bit longer to, with, with her till about 12, one ish sometimes. And then from there, I would usually wake up for the next feeding and then like the morning. Cause I would have pumped. Yeah. So I started pumping and, um, and I honestly, 
breastfeeding brought so much anxiety for me because I didn't know how much she was getting and my boo my nipples were shot um and so I made up my mind that I wanted to exclusively pump um and luckily for us Maya took the bottle like a champ there was no issue um we didn't even have to like try different bottles she took the first bottle we gave her which is the Komotomo and so um I think her and I both realized that this was easier for us so I decided that I was just gonna pump but unfortunately my supply wasn't enough so um that third week I had to kind of combo feed her where I would pump and I would only get like one and a half to two ounces. Damien would feed her that and then he would finish her off with some formula if she was still hungry. So every time she ate from the bottle, I still pumped in order for me to like continue building up my supply, which really worked out. Um, it was still exhausting because I didn't get to rest because I was I had to pump anyways. But at least at night, we would save the bottles for the nighttime so that he can pump and just warm it up. Or not pump. <laughs> he can just warm up the bottle, the pumped bottle that's in the fridge, and feed her so that I can go to sleep. Right. And then the next day, we would start again. But, um, yeah, introducing the bottle was a game changer. They told us to not introduce, go as long as you can to not introduce typically around a month you should introduce but i mean whatever works for you and your family and your sanity i feel like it doesn't matter if you i wanted to introduce the bottle week one but obviously i needed to you know be a little bit more patient but i think that was the best decision for us and she started sleeping like three to five hours straight once we introduced the bottle yeah. which was glorious. And if you guys were wondering, she is sleeping in her bassinet. We're not caving in and she's not sleeping with us, yeah, she's which I'm super proud of. It's it's sometimes a little it's a difficult though. I was actually telling Lizette about this earlier. Um it for me I could I can get Maya down and sleep in like in like in 5 10 minutes. But when it goes time for me to, like, put her in the bassinet, it's, like, a little bit difficult. Like, I don't know if I'm, you know what I mean, I'm too rough or I don't know what it is. But she will not, like, as soon as I put her down, she, like, wakes back up or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, we did have to put, so we did have to put the docatot in yeah, the bassinet because the she would not go down with just the bassinet for some reason. Once we put the docatot in there, she felt snug enough that she was she would sleep in there by herself. Yeah. But definitely the first few nights trying, she would not want to be put down. And thankfully, my dad came to the rescue and bought us a docatot randomly. I didn't even know it was happening because I was like, I'm not. I don't want to buy that. It's expensive for no reason. But um, it, it actually for a reason. It's the best thing we have. I think. <laughs> It actually works. So she's in there all by herself through the night and during nap times. So that was a game changer. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we loved, which was not on our registry. Because, right. again, I thought that it was stupid. But, no, it, it really does work. 
Yeah, it was great. Um, what would you say your favorite your favorite thing from our registry is so far? I think I would say for me, I would say it's it's it, it's either the Dakotot or um, I really like the swing too. I really love her swing, even though I mean we we haven't been using it as much as we did her first couple weeks. Yeah, um, the swing. But I love that swing for her. That swing is is a lifesaver. Um, I would say my glider. Oh, the glider's great too. Yeah, yeah. The glider's, yeah. glider's so comfortable. I actually kick it in the glider without Maya. So even if you're not breastfeeding, um, it's a nice place to go for feeding. Like for now, I kind of her nighttime routine. I put I bring her in here, make her go to sleep in here, put her to sleep in here, and then we go to the bassinet. But yeah, the glider is probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, as far as like gadgets for her. Baby Einstein. Well, we haven't really been because obviously she's a newborn, so yeah, she doesn't really use anything. Um, so really, all we've been using is the bottle warmer, the baby Brezza bottle warmer, um, which is Overrated. great because you can actually um, unfreeze or thaw out um, frozen breast milk bags. So it not only. Um, heats up bottles but it also thaws out breast milk bags so if any of you guys are interested in looking for a bottle warmer baby brezza is the way to go um damien has been using his wrap too yeah the wrap has been awesome uh that's been helping me to get work done while maya has been you know she's 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 so, sometimes during the day she's a little needy. She wants to be in your arms no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so by having her, you know, stuck to the chest real tight, um, it's been helping me to still be able to work and type and do that kind of stuff. So I would definitely say that has been a really, really good game changer for yeah. me as well. We got the baby Catan. Yeah, the Catan. Which is easy awesome. to put on now after you've had a couple of tries. Yeah, YouTube watch the YouTube videos, but you might have to watch a couple. Um, you could also shoot us an email. I don't mind. I don't mind talking y'all through it. Um, Which there are so many wraps out there, and so this one was not very expensive, and it's not hard to put on. It's yeah, not. Like it's very the, comfortable too. Yeah, it's not like those wraps that you have to like tie or through a loop or anything like that. It's super simple, and it wears kind of like a shirt. It's like it's really simple yeah. yeah it's really simple and and there's many different ways you can you can wear it you know once the baby starts growing and stuff like that too um so i would definitely suggest getting a katan that was that that has been a lifesaver for yes. anybody who's who's gonna be who needs their hands and still wants to be close to the baby and stuff like that so yeah definitely a good one so i would definitely say week three was the week that she started sleeping better and yeah. i think this was when we really introduced white noise. Yeah, we had some secrets. We got some secrets, some some Which, baby sleep secrets for y'all. I'm gonna give you mine, and then and then maybe Lizette can elaborate on them. Elaborate on them. So so for me to to get Maya to sleep in a second, all I do is put on the white noise YouTube. All you gotta do is YouTube uh white noise for babies, and it's the one that says colicky baby. Get a baby. white noise machine. Or get a white noise machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think white noise machines work as well as this YouTube video. I really don't like. I've been trying to tell us that that, and for some reason she won't she won't listen to me. But the the YouTube is different. It it has a special touch or something to it. Um, so I just pop on my put put that YouTube on my phone, which my phone is on is dead all day every day because at night 
usually Maya's like, you know, listening to her white noise or whatnot. So that's fine and all. But other than that, what I also do is um, the yoga ball. I just bounce on the yoga ball with Maya with the white noise in the back and her passy in. And I promise you, Maya's done. As soon as I even start it, as soon as I even start the sound and get like one bounce in, Maya's already like both hands like laid out, you know what I mean? Snoring and whatnot. So Which that is, is my secret. super cool because I used to bounce on that thing a lot when she right. was in the womb. So she, and she loved it when she was in the womb too. Yeah. She obviously remembers it. And it's literally like she could be wailing, crying fussy and as soon as you sit on that ball and you bounce two bounces in she's already done and she's calm um and i would say for guys too it's it's a it's a life changer because also like i don't know some of the movements that lizette makes when she's like putting maya down are the greatest things in the world but i can't like make those movements in those kind of ways or whatever but like the ball like kind of helps you know what i'm saying because you can like roll a little bit or whatever and then also kind of like have a roll and a bounce with it you know what i mean um so it 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 helps it helps with like these like weird like rocking motions that babies i guess really really like or are used to um that i would say i think girls and maybe like um spanish salsa dancers could probably (laughs) pull off very well but i Mm. I don't pull them off that well (laughs) and it is also true that she remembers songs because I would sing to her, me and her have that I made like this little lullaby for her with her name. I'm not gonna sing it on here, but sing it. Was that singing? I'm just kidding. I used to sing it to her all the time in the womb, and I'm serious. As soon as I start singing that, she calms down and she remembers. It is such a trip. It made me cry because I'm like, they really. It it's so true. You sometimes you don't really believe what you read. Where oh yeah, your baby can hear you already. <laughs> Your baby can feel you. Your baby can smell you. Your baby can taste. Like, really? Can they really? But it's so true that they do actually recognize your voice and the sounds and the movements. Um, So that was really cool. Yeah. I definitely think Maya knows my voice. And she, I think she was very familiar with me whenever I got to meet her live and in the flesh. Yeah, and the way we disco- we also discovered white noise in the car seat well, helps too because there was one point where Maya was just having a fit in the car seat and this is how we found the YouTube video, as a matter of fact. Right, it was. It <laughs> I was. was like driving in the, which I will say, this is also another thing for first-time parents. Driving while the baby is crying in the car seat can be very stressful too. Um, obviously like, you know, the baby's supposed to cry. It's, it's, you can't freak out cause the baby's crying. Babies cry. It's, it's what they do. So it's hard not to stress yourself out because obviously you want to make them stop. But what I've learned is that, you know, babies cry. <laughs> and as long as she's not like holding her breath while she's crying or, you know, obviously I don't let her cry on and just let her be, but you know, I know that us as parents, our first instinct is to like let them just, you know, stop crying right away. But sometimes you just got to let it go. But this time in the car seat, she was wailing and going and going. And I was driving. Damien was in the back. We actually had the whole family in the back. Um, And I just happened to think play the white noise. And Damien found the video on YouTube, 
And history was made. And she immediately turned it off. Yeah. She immediately stopped crying as soon as that video came out. And she had never heard that video before either. That was the first time right. she heard that video. So um, that was a game changer. So if you get a white noise machine, get a portable one. Because we don't have... Well, we do now because now we have the, um, the batteries shusher. from my dad. But also the shusher. But the shusher is not as good. as Yeah, it's not as good. But, but the white noise machine, the portable one that you could take in the stroller with her, oh, yeah, yeah. in the car seat with her so that you don't have to use your phone because YouTube, you can't exit out of it. You can't be on you it. Yeah. So if you have a portable white noise machine, definitely is a must. Yeah, that like that white noise is real deal. Like if you go to that YouTube video, you're going to see it has 108 million views. So, And, and I would say 8 million long. of those is probably us. <laughs> it's 10 hours long. Yeah, it's 10 hours long, so... It, it it's a it's a life changer and and it's plenty it's plenty of, plenty of time on there so yes and she's definitely getting um we are definitely using the shush machine like no other as well um and yeah. we use may i mainly use that when we're like out and about in her um stroller which by the way it's 35 dollars for this shush machine yeah. and it just shh yeah, for any 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 Mexican family, Spanish families, I'm sure you could just use like a Morocco and 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 get away with that because it's not even anything special or anything. It's so crazy how people come up with these things and are making so much money off of it. It literally just shh the whole time. Yeah, um, and it's a game changer. Again, you don't think that it's gonna work, but it works. It works for Maya at least. And also another thing that we learned about her is that she does not like to be swaddled. So that's one of the like biggest things that they suggest to you is swaddle, 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 which we tried and we're still continuing to try. Like it's not something that we've, you know, we haven't given up on it yet. We're going to because but at the same time, I mean, it's babies are different. Every baby is different. You know what I mean? So it I, I feel like we don't. We don't have to feel like we're forcing it or whatever, but um, we definitely do want to want to give it a little bit of try longer, you know. So we are still trying it, but we found that it's still. And she has no issues not being swaddled anyway. Yeah, so. she she sleeps well anyway. So it's like, if if there's not a problem, then then you know why are we trying to fix anything or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, from the past week, because we, again we we started back up the past week, it's been bad. Like I feel like when she is swaddled, it. it yeah, causes she, her to wake up a little and bit. And we more. have all different types of swaddles, so yeah. Um, I would say she's definitely a baby who does not like to be swaddled, right. which is fine. But yeah, so um, then things started to change week four because we had a rough, rough week transitioning to being yes. one month old. Yes. Huh, Maya. Week four was a panic for for mom and dad. We were we were really worried about Maya. She um she was. How about you explain? I think Lizette can explain it a little bit better. Um. So she. This was at this point she was exclusively breastfeeding because I was able to get my supply up, um, and she was just drinking my milk. We didn't have to have any formula anymore. 
which I was so happy about. I met a milestone. And um, all of a sudden, she started being really, really fussy after eating. And we thought that maybe is because she was still hungry. Um, but regardless of how much you fed her, she was really fussy. She was crying a lot. She was spitting up a lot. Yeah. And then it turned into like throwing up. Yeah, she wasn't holding it down at all. And it, and it was, it was like it's... immediately after she she yeah. ate, it was just all out. And then even an hour after she ate, it was still continuing to come yeah. out. And she was just so, so, so antsy and just fussy. And just mm -hmm. you could just tell something wasn't right. She's you know? very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And so I had messaged my doctor. And, of course, she goes, you know, spitting up is, you know, it's normal for babies this, this age. If she's continuing to eat normally like she still wants to eat she doesn't her appetite doesn't go down if she's pooping and peeing okay then there's really no reason to worry but if you want her to be seen come in and so after that original message about a day or two goes by and things just kept getting worse it wasn't just like she was spitting up and it wasn't just you know she was getting very very fussy her poops were not normal. I learned that as soon as I went to the hospital or to her doctor, but I had I didn't know actually that they weren't normal. So I'm glad that they that I went in. Um but luckily we were able to get an appointment with her pediatrician really quickly and actually that was my first time going with Maya by myself because right. it was a last minute appointment and Damien was working. So I went to her appointment by myself and that was pretty scary i will not lie and i quickly found out that i didn't know how to do anything with the stroller or the car seat because damien would do everything as far as like getting the car seat latched onto the stroller and all of that stuff so i was i had to youtube <laughs> i had to youtube in the parking lot how to detach the car seat because i had no idea because damien would do it all the time but anyways, when we got to her doctor's appointment, luckily Maya pooped. And so the doctor could analyze her poop. And she noticed that Maya's poop was very mucousy. So parents, if you are trying to figure out whether or not your baby is like really having digestive issues or if it's just colic, I know that's like an umbrella term. And your baby's spitting up a lot, but you don't know if it's normal or whatever. The telltale sign is if there's mucus in their poop. If there's mucus in her poop, then that's when you should go to your pediatrician. Um, and I didn't know that she had mucus in her poop, but of course something was telling me to take her anyways. But she did. And so the pediatrician has suggested that she is has a milk cow milk protein sensitivity yes. so that means the pediatrician told me that if i want to continue breastfeeding her i have to eliminate all dairy from my diet what? <laughs> which was like holy cow for me because that loves cheese by the way i love everything dairy <laughs> everything ice cream cheese sour cream Cream cheese. Yeah, cream I mean, cheese is a big one. 
cottage cheese, pizza, everything, Italian, everything. Yep. Um, and by the way, I'm vegetarian, so I always add cheese to everything because it makes it better. Because I'm a vegetarian, and so having to eliminate dairy from my diet would essentially mean that I'm vegan. But I could still have eggs, but that was very tragic to hear because it brought a lot of paranoia for me because I was like, okay, I, and for me and Damien, we honestly, we don't cook. And so we get food out a lot. So we don't know what's in the food if there's dairy. I mean, dairy's in everything, but to not know for sure if I had dairy or not, and then to maybe upsetting her stomach if I give her my milk. It was just very, very, I was very anxious about it. And so the doctor also suggested that if we give her formula, we have to give her this special formula. So she gave us a whole bunch of samples of the formula. And it's a hypoallergenic formula. And Maya has been drinking that because um, I'm kind of debating on whether or not I'm really going to take the task on eliminating dairy. Um, So she has been eating that and her poops have become crazy. Formula poop versus breastfeeding poop is such a big difference and that's what Damien was talking about how I've gotten exploded on and he hasn't she has definitely exploded on me a couple times um the formula poop is no joke it's so different um in consistency than breastfed poop but um I just and I know that breastfeeding was such a huge goal for me so to hear that she couldn't take my breast milk unless I changed my diet was something that I never thought that I had to even cross paths with. Um, Like when I was thinking of all the challenges of breastfeeding, like latching, no supply, all of that I thought about, but I never thought about her being sensitive to cow milk and I'm not being able to give her my milk. I never, that never even crossed my mind. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember when it. Well, of course I remember. But whenever it was all going on, I I could tell how you know how much it affected Lizette, and I know that she was like kind of upset about it or whatnot. Um, but I just wanted to state my opinion on that Similac poop and stuff like that. <laughs> that thing is rough, y'all. <laughs> oh my God. That thing is rough, and I mean, but I mean, really, like even just smelling it, like. When she burps, it's like, oh, like, yeah, oh, you know? making it, mixing it. Oh. Yeah, but like her diaper pail now is just like, oh whew. my gosh. Um, it's insane. But, uh, but she is eating fully now, so we're happy and, you know, we'll deal with the, the, <laughs> she's not fussy. Yeah. She doesn't have mucus in her poop. Um, she, overall, the spitting up is still there. Which parents? Well, yeah. Tell them. Tell tell them why, so they know that not be aware and not be worried. Yeah. So the the muscle at the bottom of her esophagus, the little valve that goes from her esophagus to her stomach, when they're babies, it's not very strong, and so and considering that they have a solely liquid diet, um, it's hard for them to keep 
that milk down. So it just comes back up, which is completely normal until it gets, you know, stronger and stronger. So it's going to continue up until, you know, it could be up until six months, which is it's an inconvenience because obviously we change her and she's has freaking formula all over her. Yeah, Ugh, even her neck and, it and smells. And, yeah, yeah, and so it's really annoying, but it's definitely normal. And I think that um, if spitting up is your only symptom, then it shouldn't be such a big deal. But since she was so fussy and she had mucus in her poop, obviously it was a different ordeal. But spitting up was completely normal. So um, we're still battling spitting up but hopefully it gets better well i think it definitely has been getting better yeah too. It I think, has. yeah i think she's she's slowing down on the spitting up or whatever and it's not as much um mm-hmm. so that's good but also let's give them a few uh tips to help with that like what sitting her up for 15 minutes and- oh yeah so i kind of when i feed her when we feed her we feed her really upright um and she hates it but I have to give her breaks. That's what the pediatrician said. Yeah, she hates it. And kind of like mimic the breastfeeding feeding to the bottle because when they're breastfeeding, they take their time. They breast, they're on the breast for a long time. They're not getting like this super fast flow. Right. And so you and kind of. With the bottle, it's like. With the bottle, Easy it's easier. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like chowing down fast, even with the newborn nipples. Um, she's she chows down pretty fast. So the doctor said, you know, kind of like switch sides like you would breastfeeding, give her breaks in between. But of course, Maya's like <laughs> she's like her mom. She likes her food. So she hates when we take that bottle out of her mouth and she's not full yet. So um, you're supposed to burp in between and then not lay her down on her back 15 to 20 minutes after she's done feeding, which is hard at night because when she wakes up and she falls asleep on the bottle, you want to just put her down already. But no, you got to keep her up right a little so that she does. It doesn't come back up as much, but that seemed to have helped. So. Yeah, so um, so we're kind of rounding out towards the end. Do you have any more postpartum recovery tips or anything like that? Any other good stuff on that? Um, do your Kegels, <laughs> mamas. You know what that is. Um, and also, oh, if you have a shower and you do not have a removable shower head. I would highly suggest getting one from Target and changing your shower head to a removable one because that is so clutch for recovering and you guys can imagine why. Um, But it's essentially like the Perry bottle that they give you in the hospital, but so much more better when every time whenever you're in the shower to use it. And then also when you give the babies baths, Maya loves when we pull down the shower head and helps and gets the warm water on her. So shower head definitely for recovering. Kegels, ice packs are your best friend. Ibuprofen. And as soon as you can, do pelvic tilts on the ball, on the bed, because that helps a lot. And just rest. 
Rest is always good and when you have a new baby. So, yeah. What about you, Dad? Do you have any? What are you give me a twenty-four second shot clock? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm ready. Go ahead. Um, so today I would say the most important thing about this process is how fast the five weeks went. So I would say dads, um, also moms to cherish that newborn stage or whatever, because now we're starting to go through Maya's clothes and she can't even fit her newborn stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, like everybody says, it goes so fast. It goes so, so, so fast. So um, cherish it. That's actually the easiest time is what everybody's been telling me. And I just miss little newborn Maya so much, even though she didn't really like communicate with us. She didn't laugh and smile and stuff. But, you know, it was just really, really fun time. And, and it's gone already. So cherish it. Mm-hmm. What was that? That's, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a long time. Was it? <laughs> that was 18 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a Giannis free throw for y'all who, who's paying attention. Um, yeah, definitely get those snuggles in. Yeah, yeah. Take videos too. Skin we we to took skin. I took so many videos. Like if y'all go to my my uh me and Maya's Instagram, it's millen- it's millennial dad journey, um at millennial dad underscore journey. Um, you'll see. Like I literally was going crazy with the videos, and I I had so much fun. And I loved it. Um, which I'm still gonna be doing or whatnot, but um, videos I feel like you know you can savor a lot more of like those little nuances, those little things that you probably won't remember. Um, so take videos as much as pictures are great, videos are better. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And that it? she's yeah. That's pretty much it. Is she waking up for? Oh no, she's not. She's done. She's down. So <laughs> I think it's a good time to 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 wrap this up. So maybe we can take a nap too before we go. Oh yeah, we're actually going out today. We're gonna go. We're gonna go party a bit. So, Maya's going to the grandparents' house, and and me and Lizette are gonna go do some partying, party take it hard. back to the old old days, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, which I will suggest if you have family. For those of you who are blessed enough to have family around, please lean on to them. Don't feel guilty. It's not. It's not about being guilty at all. Yeah. And they love it. And like, they love it. They love yeah, it. Yeah, it's. It works. It's the best of both worlds because Maya gets to be around so many people and, um, you know, she gets comfortable with other people. So it's been great. And if you don't have the support like that, um, man, all power to you. Yeah. I literally, I know a few mamas who have been doing things on their own. And I literally think about you guys all the time every time things get hard for me and i'm able to lean on damien i always think about you guys because it is definitely tough out there even if you're a single dad single mom or you your spouse or whoever is away and you're having to do stuff all hours of the day by yourself i really bow my head down to you guys because it is hard exhausting yeah it's exhausting and we're just so thankful that we have the support. So for those of you who power through, you guys are awesome. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And um, we're excited to get back on track, hopefully. Um, so uh, just keep keep looking out for updates and all that good stuff from us. And y'all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Or week, I should say. Mm-hmm.